Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you'll move on this listener right now in your gentle, loving, powerful, and merciful way as they listen to this message from All Nations Church in Tallahassee. Amen. You can take your Bibles and turn to John chapter 8. We'll get there in just a few minutes. This morning, we recognize we live in a land that is probably the freest country on the face of the earth. The question we have to address, the question we have to reconcile in our mind, the question that we have to come to grips with is what are we going to do with that freedom? How will that play out in our lives? How does that affect our loved ones and our family? You see, freedom isn't simply the absence of restraint. With freedom comes responsibility. With freedom and the rights that we're given also come great responsibility to handle that freedom. Freedom doesn't mean we can do anything we want to do. Supreme Court Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes said, certainly we have freedom of speech, but your freedom of speech has limits. You're not free to shout fire in a crowded cinema. You can't say anything you want. You can wave your arms around and shake your fist in the air. You can even swing your fist. But your freedom to swing your fist fist stops where my nose begins. Freedom has limits. Something we need to understand. How do we then deal with the freedom we are given? What are we going to do with our freedoms? We just heard that great song by Lee Greenwood. It talks about our civic freedoms, the freedoms of being an American, a citizen of the United States of America. But those freedoms that we talk about civically were paid at a phenomenal cost. And as we just did, we applaud those who have served and defended those freedoms and those who paid the price. But I want you to hear what Nathan Niles wrote in 1774. By neglecting to embrace the gospel, we convert civil liberty, which is in itself a delicious kind of food, into a slow poison. Did you hear what he wrote? By failing to embrace the gospel, we convert what is a delicious food into a slow poison. Look around you today. See the scene and the, and the actual climate in America. And can you say that we are simply poisoning ourselves very, very slowly as a nation? America is called the land of the free and the home of the brave. That's our civil liberty. It's a wonderful thing. But any time we allow civil liberty to drift away from the truth of the Scripture, it becomes a slow poison into our souls. Is it possible that in the middle of all of our hard-earned, hard-fought freedoms, that we are in fact living in bondage? Could it be that we're not even aware of the bondage under which we live? The deception that has clouded our eyes and closed our spirits? I believe the answer to that is an empathetic yes, for certain. We are living in bondage, deceived by the evil one, eating slow poison into our souls every day. Matter of fact, we need to understand that freedom really isn't freedom until it's touched by the greatest promise ever given to man. Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save their people from their sins. For the Son of Man came, not to, came to seek and to save that which was lost. 
We need to recognize today, not only just in the church house, but everywhere we go, that freedom isn't really freedom when our soul is bound and our spiritual eyes are blinded by deceit. Freedom is really only freedom when the blood of Christ has purified us and cleansed us and freed us from the slavery of sin. Peter wrote this in 2 Peter chapter 2. He's talking in verse 18 about those who live in error. Then in verse 19, he talks about those who have led them astray, preaching liberty, promising liberty, but they themselves are slaves to corruption. I think about that and I realize, my goodness, how true that is. It was true in the first century and it's true in this century. So many people are bound because those they follow are slaves to corruption as well. You see, someone who is deceived and bound is not going to lead you into liberty. It's only he that has overcome hell, death, and the grave. Only he who was alive and dead and now is alive forevermore. Only he who is the Alpha and the Omega. Only he who is the firstborn. Only he whose name is Jesus that can set you free. Only Jesus. You see, when we are taught something that is fundamentally wrong... And we build our life upon error and deceit and falsehoods. We are bound to live in bondage the entirety of our life. And in fact, we then are, as Paul said, are slaves to sin. And the only remedy, the only way to break three, listen to me, it's not through a 12-step program. It's not through great legislation giving us free money from the government. It's not because someone cleans us up, polishes us up, puts us in a suit, makes us look better. Until the heart of man is changed, it will always be deceitfully wicked. We need a heart change in order to know the truth. Living in a life that's bondage, living in a life based on false premises, a life that is wrong from the very start. Now look with me at John chapter 8, beginning in verse 31. These are Jesus' words. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. Who's he talking to? He's talking to his followers. He's talking to those who believed in him. Catch that. Verse 32, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Look at verse 33. Then they answered him, we're Abraham's descendants. We have never been in bondage to anyone. Is that true? Absolutely not. It's a blatant lie. They spent 400 years in bondage to Egypt. They've been in bondage to the Babylonians. They've been in bondage to their enemies again and again and again through their history. Every time Israel turned away from God to pursue the gods of this world, there was an enemy that came and suppressed them, took them into bondage, and it required an act of God to set them free. If you don't believe that, you need to read the Old Testament. Read about Gideon. Read about Samuel. Read about David. Read about Samson. Read about Deborah. Read what those people did to bring Israel back from bondage. So when they said we've never been in bondage to anyone, that's an outright lie. Now listen. What did I say in verse 31? Who is he talking to? Those who were following him. 
Those who believed in him, what did they believe? They believed that he was the Christ, the son of the living God, the Messiah sent from the throne of God to bring redemption and salvation to the entirety of Israel and the world. That's what they believed. But in the middle of their belief, there's this huge lie. In the middle of what they believe, there's this huge deception, this huge falsehood. Somebody needs to hear me today because you have chosen to mix Christianity with all kinds of other things and you think you're going to make it. I'm here to tell you, you can't say Jesus and or Jesus plus. It's not Jesus and any other thing the world has to offer. It's Jesus and Jesus only. And until you come to grips with that, listen to me, you can come to church every time the doors are open, be in every prayer meeting, sing with all your heart, but you're living in blindness, bondage, and deception until you reject all those things that you have blended in with your relationship with Christ. It's happening across churches across the world today. It's unbelievable what we as Christians choose to believe. You know what we choose to believe? We choose to believe things that tickle our ears to believe things that make us feel good, to believe things that say, all you have to do is trust in Jesus and you're going to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. And we fall for it. We fall for it. Why do we fall for it? Because we don't know the truth. There is an absolute dearth of biblical knowledge in the church today. Believers, young and old, couldn't he begin to tell me one of the Old Testament stories of the patriarchs or the judges or the kings or the priests who ruled over Israel? We don't know God's word. And until we know God's word, we'll never know Jesus. And until we know Jesus, we'll never be free. We'll be living in bondage and blindness the entirety of our lives. Look at verse 33 again. They answered him, we are Abraham's descendants have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? They were offended by Jesus' statement. There are so many in the religious world today that are offended by Jesus Christ. Why are they offended? Because he confronts our deception. He confronts our sin. He confronts our blindness and our bondage. And he requires that you and I walk away from that stuff to embrace him. See, it's not Jesus and Allah. It's not Jesus and Buddha. It's not Jesus and the 50,000 gods of Hinduism. It's not Jesus and religion. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. He said, I am the door to the sheepfold. No one enters except he comes through me. Somebody hear me this morning. God has come to challenge you in your deception and in your blindness and wake you up to this truth. Jesus is the answer and the way. Politicians, historians, educators, I'll try to teach you there are many ways to God. Many paths, even preachers will say such nonsense. Why? Because we don't know the word. And we sit there like little birds with their mouths open, swallowing all this deception and falsehood and trying to assimilate it into our Christianity. Folks, it's time for a purge. It's time for a purge. 
It's time for deception and lies and falsehoods to be purged from the body of Christ so that we can stand and say there is only one way, unashamedly, unabashedly, in every circle and in every circumstance, there is only one way. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Look on down to verse 34. Jesus answered them, most assuredly I say to you, Whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. I don't know about you, but I think we need some freedom in the church of Jesus Christ. Now, when I make that statement, everybody thinks, oh, he's talking about we ought to be liberated and free in our worship. We ought to be able to dance and jump and run and sing. I don't care. If you want to do that, do it. But make sure you're doing it unto God, not so somebody else sees you. Doing it unto the Lord, not so that you can attract attention to yourself. Well, that's pretty harsh, Pastor. It's the truth. And we don't like the truth. We want to water it down. We want to homogenize the truth. We want to make it palatable. I'm coming to tell you this morning, the gospel of Jesus Christ is not acceptable, palatable, or received by sinful human beings. The, it, is a, it is an offense to the sinful man. But when that sinful man recognizes who Jesus is and surrenders his heart and his life, then the gospel becomes truth and life. It's an amazing thing. Amazing how that works. You can live in a free land. And we do. You can live in the land of the free and the home of the brave, and we do. But if your value system and your ideology are fundamentally flawed, you're not really free. Look around you today. Society is proving this fact. Our politicians are proving this fact. I've come to tell you there's not 64 genders, there's two. God made them male and female. Not 64. You Moms, you are not a birthing person. You are a mother ordained by God to raise that child in the fear and the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Stop believing the lie. Worse, stop propagating the lies. Stop agreeing with the lies. Stop saying, oh yeah, that's just the way it's going to be. No. Listen to me. The further we drift from absolute truth, what is absolute truth? It's the word of God. Jesus said, I am the truth. I am the truth, the way, and the life. He is truth. The Word of God is truth. And the further we drift from the Word of God, absolute truth, the more deceived we become. So that with a straight face, we can stand and say, there's 64 genders. With a straight face, we can say, I can't define what a woman is. With a straight face, we can stand and say the dumbest things you've ever heard in the entirety of your life. Because the further you get from absolute truth, the dumber you become. That's the truth, folks. The more you walk away from the wisdom of God, the narrower, more compressed your mind becomes. And all you can see is the deception in which you are living. You want to know why we have so, so many young people thinking they are transgender or they were born with the wrong person or they're homosexual or gay? 
It's because those who have influence over them have drifted from the truth, have refused to confront them and power the truth into them to the point they have believed the lie of the enemy. I'm here to tell you today, there are only two genders and male and female they are. He didn't create gays and homosexuals. That's a choice that's come because of sin. You were not born that way. You're that way because of sin. And the only remedy is repentance through Jesus Christ. Sin repentance means you turn away from those actions that are contrary to his word. The last few weeks, the Supreme Court's made some great decisions from our perspective. When they overturned Roe v. Wade, which was a horrible decision when it was made in 1973, it was giving into the pressure of politics rather than the Constitution. And listen, Roe v. Wade did not abolish abortion. It simply returned the right to regulate it to the states. And there are states in America, New York, California, Washington, Oregon, Illinois, I can go on down the list, who will still allow abortion up to, you ready for this? Up to the point of delivery. So abortion has not been outlawed in America. It was just returned to the states. And you and I as believers thank God for the victory, but don't think it's time to stop. We need to continue pressing in and praying that God will move on the hearts of governors and state legislators to help them see the evil that has been performed and correct it by abolishing it in our states. I was blown away when some pinhead said, well, we need abortion because otherwise we're going to have Children with birth defects. We're going to have children with Down syndrome. We're going to have children that are less than perfect born into our lives. I'm going to rephrase that. That's not a pinhead. That's evil from the pit of hell. And we're upset because we can no longer kill babies at will. God help us. The further we drift from absolute truth, the greater the deceit and the dumber we become. You say, well, that's a very offensive statement. Get over it. Challenge it. I dare you to. You can't challenge it. So what I'm telling you is truth this morning. When the Supreme Court ruled that Joe Kennedy had every right to kneel at midfield and pray with whoever wanted to pray with him, Heads exploded. Oh, come on, church. All this mess really began when prayer was removed from the schools. When students and teachers and educators were no longer allowed to declare that there is power in the name of Jesus and seek God's favor and blessing and help in and over their lives. And the only way to reverse the course of American education is to put God back in the schools. Not going to happen any other way. Not going to happen. Government agencies in the United States have been created to do what the politicians are too cowardly to do. That's why it was a great decision when I'm not being political. I'm showing you the deception in which we live. A great decision when the Supreme Court said the EPA did not have the power or the authority to regulate the carbon from power plants across America. Now I will be political. The day I buy an electric car, 
I'll be three days in the grave. It just isn't going to happen. It isn't going to happen. Wake up. The pie in the sky that is being espoused from Washington, D.C. can never be accomplished. Global, global warming, listen to me, students, is the biggest lie you will ever hear. You want to know about global warming? Read the book of Revelation because one day this whole thing is going to burn up. That's global warming. But God is then going to create a new heaven and a new earth. And those who believe in him and follow him will be a part of that place. Come on, church, wake up. Quit believing the lies that you hear from every source. Matter of fact, I didn't intend to say this, but I'm going to. Parents, you need to moder, modify, you need to, pardon me, monitor and control every source that's into your child's life. The media, the internet, music, every source you need to monitor and control. And if it doesn't line up with the word of God, you need to set that kid down and say, this is why you shouldn't be listening or watching that because this is the effect. This is the result. Come on, parents, stand up, grow up, be a parent and quit allowing the culture to raise your children. God, forgive us. God, forgive us. Jesus said, if you know the truth, back to our text, he said, nothing about the country of your birth or your citizenship or your race or the language you speak or the color of your skin. He said, if you know the truth, then the truth will set you free. Paul said, for I know in whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. My question is, do you know? Is it deep in your soul? So when you hear lies, it's automatically filtered out because you know the truth. Do you know? They said, oh, look at our history. We're Abraham's seed. We've never lived in bondage. And in reality, they had forgotten their history. Can I tell you, much of America has forgotten our history as well. We've forgotten the 56 men who risk all to sign the Declaration of Independence on July 4th, 1776. We have forgotten the thousands who died in the Revolutionary War to win the freedom and the independence that we have from a country where we are subservient. We have forgotten our history. And freedom, my friend, isn't just for a select few. The freedom that Jesus offers is to whosoever calls on the name of the Lord. I love that word, whosoever. And I just plug my name in. If Steve calls on the name of the Lord, he's going to be saved. He's going to be forgiven. He's going to be set free. Bondage and deception is broken over his life. He walks in truth because Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. He dwells in you. He reveals truth. He reveals error. And he guides your path every day. Whosoever. It's not restricted to skin color or social class or educational status or church affiliation. Whosoever, whosoever, I've preached that in some of the darkest places of the world. And I've seen people who have never even one time heard the name of Jesus come running with tears streaming down their face because they realize it's truth and they're being set free. 
Folks, I'm here to tell you repentance isn't repentance. If we say simply say a little prayer and then walk out and nothing changes. Jesus came to free men and women, you and me. But when he frees us, he exposes the error, he exposes the blindness, he exposes the deceit, and he takes us to a place where we have never been and shows us things that we have never seen. The price of our freedom is Jesus Christ dying on Calvary, giving up his last breath and his blood for you and I. And he did that so that we could be free, so that we could be free. Every time I think of the price of freedom, I turn my eyes to the cross, and I recognize that there, the Son of God, who is the Son of Man, chose to willingly suffer, be shamed and humiliated, be beaten and persecuted, be nailed to a cross, have a sword stuck in his side, and die so that he could offer once for all the sacrifice for all mankind. If you're not familiar with that concept, read the book of Hebrews. It's all about the sacrifice once for all. No longer do we sacrifice blood of bulls and goats. He became that sacrifice. So that once for all, we are redeemed and freed from our sin. Every time I think of freedom, I think of the cross. And I think of the price that was paid so that you and I don't have to be in bondage. We don't have to live in deceit. We can understand that there is a better way, a new and a living way through Jesus Christ. Tom, would you come back? Today I challenge every person in this room to remember that day. And to recognize that your freedom came because of that day. That the life you now enjoy is provided to you because of that day. That the blessings that rest upon you as a believer in Jesus Christ are there because of that day. See, without his death and resurrection, we'd be just like the Jews. Wandering aimlessly. Never completely feeling forgiven. Never accepted. Until they offer once a year a sacrifice for the sins of all the nation. Folks, I am so thankful today that I don't have to wait until Passover. But rather, if we sin. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But rather we know that He is there waiting and ready to receive us, to cleanse us, to change us because of that day. Today I'm thankful to be an American. But even more so, I am thankful to be a citizen of heaven. I am thankful to be a stranger, a foreigner, a pilgrim, an alien, simply passing through this life in hope of a better life and a better place. I'm thankful to be a man who can say, my destiny doesn't end at the grave. My life is not over when this body expires, but there is a greater life and a greater purpose and a greater hope and a greater promise that yet awaits me through Jesus Christ. He's alive We're going to live as well Because he's alive We can reject the deception of the enemy We can live as light 
in a dark world because he lives because he lives stand your feet with me across this room in just a moment tom's going to sing this beautiful song i speak jesus but before he does if you're here this morning and you know that you're living in deception you're living in blindness your life is darkened through the truth of god's word you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if christ were to appear today and call his children to be with him you wouldn't be one of them because your lifestyle exposes your heart let me say that again your lifestyle exposes your heart and if you're not living for jesus it's very obvious and very evident where your heart is jesus said where your treasure is there will your heart be also if your heart isn't sold out dedicated devoted to jesus christ then as he begins to sing i want you to step out and come you're living in darkness you're living in blindness the day to be set free it's for freedom that christ has set you free paul wrote to the galatians as he begins to sing you need to know that release you need to know that liberty you need to know forgiveness you need the darkness the blindness broken off your life step out and come online you just simply make a place make a response lift your hand step stand up step forward whatever you need to do but right now we're going to pray for these in just a moment as they come and we're going to pray for you as well as he sings you need the darkness broken off of your life step out and come this morning i just want to speak the name of jesus deception 
To do that, it requires courage and power. And that power comes from the Holy Spirit. And you receive this power by receiving Him. Allowing the Spirit of truth to direct and guide and dominate your life. That's who He is. Peter said it this way in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. Beloved, I beg you as sojourners, pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul, and having your conduct honorable among the Gentiles, that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works which they observe, glorify God in the day of visitation. I'm going to read verse 11 from the message. I love what it says. It says, friends... This world is not your home, so don't make yourselves cozy in it. Don't indulge your ego at the expense of your soul. What a powerful statement. Don't indulge your ego at the expense of your soul. Today I'm glad to be an American. I'm glad to be a citizen of the freest country on the face of the globe, but more than that, I am so glad to be a child of God. I'm so glad that my citizenship is in heaven. I am so glad that I live with an anxious tension awaiting His return. I am so glad that He's given us power and life and light and liberty through the Holy Ghost of the living God. I am so glad that I don't have to cower back, bow down, push away from whatever the world has to offer, but I can stand with my face set as flint and declare this is the truth of God's Word. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Oh, come on, somebody. It's time for the church to stand up and say, I will stand in an evil day. I will not give in. I will not back away. I will not bow down. Oh, we need the courage and the faith of the three Hebrews that said you can throw us in the fire. It doesn't matter. We know one way or the other God is going to deliver us. You, we need the faith of Daniel who said you can throw me in the lion's den, but I'm still going to throw my window open and I'm going to pray to the God of heavens and declare him as the one who meets my every need. We need the faith of the Apostle Paul who said in his last days my life is over my course is finished I have kept the faith and there is awaiting me a crown of righteousness which the Lord the righteous judge shall give to me on that day it's time to shake off fear shake off worry shake off compliance with the world and be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost come on throw your hands up right now and say Fill me with your power. Fill me with your power. Fill me with your power. Let me know true liberty. True freedom. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let the power of the Holy Ghost flow in this world. And right now change believers' lives. Transform us by your awesome power. Remind us this world is not our home. So don't let our egos spoil our soul. Let us keep our eyes fixed upon Jesus who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I challenge you today, will you take the words of this song and speak them over your 
neighborhood, over your workplace, over your friends. I know that most of us have dozens of friends who don't know Jesus. The greatest tragedy is we never say anything. We hear their stories, we recognize the lives of the deceived, but we never say anything. Why? Because we're cowards. We're afraid. What if they don't like it? What if it makes them mad? Listen, I would rather make everyone mad in this world to get them to the altar rather than stand before God and hear them say, why didn't you tell me? Come on, church, grow a backbone. Be men and women of God. Let God use you to reap the harvest that's before us. It's for freedom that you have been set free. And that freedom transcends when you open your mouth and begin to speak life to those around you. One more time, I speak Jesus. You made it to the end of the message, and now what? Is God leading you to make a change? Are you needing a good church home where you can grow and help others grow as you fulfill your part in the body of Christ? Then we invite you to join us at All Nations Church on Sharer Road in Tallahassee, a multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. Our Sunday morning service is at 10.30 and Wednesday night service at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For more information, visit our website, allnationstallahassee.com.